0: Good morning, dear faithful. Here at St. Patrick Parish in Oratory on this Saturday, May the 9th, the Feast of St. Gregory Nanzianzen. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Catherine Quill, requested by, by the husband, Dennis. Tomorrow on Sunday, we will be celebrating the fourth Sunday after Easter. And, of course, we will have a High Mass, Misa Cantata, at 6.30 a.m. So I hope that you can join us during live stream and, and also pray for the end of this pandemic crisis and also a safe reopening soon of our churches. There are plans being set according to the Archdiocese of Hartford, and they will be communicating with us on how to implement this well and therefore in the meantime we are thinking of ways to sanitize after each mass for example so that we may be able to accommodate those who wish to come and still continue to practice social distancing in our church but make it safe for people who may want to assist at mass but that is still quite vague the explanations will be further the details will be forthcoming hopefully this coming week, this next week. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We now continue our second part on the on the subject of meditation and how it is it is part of our prayer of how we can try to instill it each and every day in our lives. And really we should try as best if we have a desire to perfect our soul even more let us try to use the means of prayer and especially that of meditation in order for us to advance further in virtues and as we know we should try to be well disposed in order to perform such virtuous acts and one of those good ways is we really need to have that good disposition of prayer And especially during this month of mary this month of may we continue to pray the holy rosary as every day of our lives so that we may be warding off any temptations of the evil one but also to help strengthen us in this much needed virtues that we try to imitate and copy and imitate from our lord jesus christ so those who by means of meditation we obtain actual graces and advance rapidly on the path of perfection see we obtain many actual graces in meditation meditation is a furnace wherein the fire of divine charity is kindled a door whereby divine grace enters into the heart of man he who neglects to ponder upon the truths of religion knows nothing of their force. His spiritual sight is dimmed. He is engrossed with the things of earth. With desolation is all the land made desolate, because there is none that considereth in the heart. That is from the book of Jeremiah. Meditation is the means of attaining perfection. And Saint Ambrose says that daily meditation is the antidote for tepidity or lukewarmness. And uh, let us not be lukewarm, dear faithful, for our Lord judges tepid souls as really uh, bad souls, that we need to either be hot and fiery for our Lord or cold and, and lax. But tepidity is even worse, state because you are undecided, you're indifferent, and therefore we must be convicted to follow and serve our Lord all the time. And so that's why meditation is such an important way to help us increase our fervor for the following of the will of God. Meditation brought about the conversion of Saint Ignatius and other great saints. Saint Teresa the Great, said that the soul which abandons prayer has no need of the devil to take it to hell. It goes there itself. So, prayer is not an option. their faithful meditation is not truly optional. But we can try our best to continue to do these exercises as much as possible. See, those who practice mental prayer for a long time may, may, in the end, attain the gift of contemplation in which God alone is active in the soul see contemplation is so much different from active prayer from from a vocal from mental prayer it is completely different and I hope that we can use precision whenever we use these words because prayer meditation and contemplation are totally different things and for even in our secular use of the word contemplate, I will contemplate upon this is something we should try to minimise and only use it whenever we're truly contemplating, which is God alone working actively, alone in our souls. So whereas in meditation the soul and all its faculties, you know, our mind, our understanding, our memory, our, and our will, of course, are actively employed in seeking God. In contemplation, however, God alone is active and we're the passive subjects. God illuminates the soul so brightly that without any exertion on its part, it obtains religious knowledge and is drawn to love him above all else. Because this kind of contemplation is obtained through personal effort, it is called acquired contemplation, in opposition to infused contemplation, which is bestowed upon the soul without preceding meditation. See, infused contemplation is that prayer through which the soul obtains, by divine enlightenment, a distinct knowledge of God's infinite majesty and power. And a deep insight in the truths of religion in this stage of perfection and that the soul is in in a sense raised to ecstasy in which the exercise of the powers of the soul and often the activity of the external senses appear to be suspended you know sometimes we hear like in the case of Saint Teresa there follow visions and colloquies of the soul with god in ecstasy the person thus graced may be enraptured his body may be raised into the air and lose its earthly quality that's what we call levitation and how many saints have we heard that had this grace of levitation one in particular that we can recall is saint joseph of cupertino see before a person is elevated to this degree of prayer god generally purifies him by supernatural desolation which is called the dark night of the soul and so this is truly uh, professed by by saints such as saint saint john of the cross whereby he strengthens him our lord strengthens the soul in humility so that the greatness of the revelations may not puff him up. In the case, in the state of spiritual desolation, the purified soul experiences in addition to many external trials and sufferings, such as sickness, persecution, disfavor, all kinds of temptations and feels himself to be deserted by God. Even in his spiritual exercises, he finds no consolation so that after ridding himself from all attachment to earthly things, he is now deserted by all spiritual consolation. To such souls, these trials appear like the punishments of the souls in hell. A companion of St. Alphonsus, the venerable Father Januarius Sarnelli, who endured such sufferings for more than 10 years, confessed that while he was undergoing this torture, he felt that he lived more in hell than he did upon earth. St. Angela of Foligno is also credited with a similar declaration. In many instances in the lives of the saints, this painful state recurred from time to time. And so we have learned so much this past week about the many notions of prayer what it is what its nature is when do we pray how we pray where we pray but also learn further about mental prayer called meditation and now we uh, we learn about contemplation which is so much different and is only achieved by perfect souls and those who are in that advanced state of spirituality and so according to Father Garigula Lagrange, this only occurs to people who are able to contemplate only appears to those who are in their last stage, their final stage of spirituality. There are three and it's only at the final one that one is able to do it because in the first, of course, we purge all of our sins, all our mortal venial sins. And we try our best to perfect ourselves and and avoid as much as possible temptations and sin. And, of course, the Illuminative Way, which is the second way, helps us to follow God's path through the graces that he has given to us and through the practice of the much-needed virtues. And it is truly the Unitive Way, the third way, where God then, in his will, chooses these souls to experience this contemplation and uh, of course not everyone will be able to experience contemplation but let us be content in trying to establish our relation with our soul with God and Holy Mother Church especially with the hope that we will restore all of the sacraments again let us try our best to to realize how much we've taken things for granted especially of going to church we forget that uh, in this United States, you know, we, were, we are so lucky that before the pandemic we can even ask the parish priest in the rectory to open up the church to pray so that we can pray in the church and that we have masses every day. But in other countries, unfortunately, it is not so. You know, many people have to suffer um, the deprivation of the sacraments for months. For, for weeks, for maybe a, even a year, and we recall the great stories that were told by Bishop Athanasius Snyder, a great prelate of the Catholic Church, who had to endure these deprivations of the sacraments because of the communist regime that was in his land, and that how they all looked forward whenever a priest would come to their home to give them Holy Communion or to say Mass secretly, and so let us let us um, let us try to see that in perspective of how those people I know that many people desire to assist at Holy Mass presently but there are so many times when people have to endure even longer periods of deprivation of sacraments so let us follow their example too of course that's not the ideal situation but maybe one day and hopefully soon dear faithful here in this state and elsewhere in the world we will be able then to find a normalcy in our lives and that we may restore again the the losses that we have there are definitely losses that we have had to had to endure whether it be physically you know there are many people have died suffered and also financially we know that even this church and everywhere else had to had to really save money and and rely truly on on the spontaneous generosity of many people continue to contribute but also we must remember the loss of these opportunities of graces you know we we try our best with supplementing our daily life with spiritual communion with the act of perfect contrition but of course we know that the sacraments are the most efficacious signs of God's grace to us so we look forward again that day when we will be able then to administer all of them freely and without restriction and let us continue to pray for one another dear faithful on this on this day as we prepare ourselves for tomorrow which will be the fourth sunday after easter imagine we have had no mass since march the 17th no public mass and now we are entering I believe our eighth week or it's it's getting to our eighth week and how it's beginning to affect us a lot so let us ask the lord for the graces in our in our in our meditations for example in our prayers in our holy rosary let us ask the lord to give us relief so that we may be able to endure this even until we find some normalcy in our spiritual and temporal lives amen